Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, Real Presence Radio Land. Welcome to another uh, episode of Real Presence Live. I'm Jack Canelli, and with me is my wife. Good morning. And uh, we've got a real good lineup of guests today, and we're exciting to br- excited to bring them to you. But uh, before we do that, I think we'd like to um, start with a prayer. And I guess with that, I'll introduce our first guest, and it's Father Paul Dukesher. And Father, would you lead us? You bet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Father, Lord God, on this feast day of St. John Paul II, we ask for his prayers. St. John Paul II, pray that we can be followers of Christ as you would have us do, as you always hoped for the people in this world to be. Mary, Mother, pray for us too, that we can follow your Son more faithfully And in a special way, in loving and being around those who are brothers and sisters in this world and in the life to come. We ask all these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Father. Well, it's a kind of a cold, dreary, not... Too snowy of a day here in Fargo, but we are getting some. But it's it's just not pretty out there for those of you who don't like snow and drizzle. We hope uh, wherever you are that uh, you're maybe doing a little better than us. But I, my understanding is I think to the south they're getting nailed pretty good. But uh, anyway, uh, whatever whatever the situation is, uh, make it a good day. It's a good day to stay inside and listen to the radio. That's Amen. right. That's right. And if you didn't have an opportunity to uh, take part in our in our live drive uh, about a week or so ago, you can still do that by calling in to eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. But uh, we're not here to uh, we're not here to, to solicit money this morning. We're here to to bring you some guests. And I'd like to Jack do a shout out to our grandson, John Paul Canelli, on his name day. I know that his mom and dad are really good at celebrating name days in their family. I texted a happy name day to to our son, and he said, hey, it's my name day, too, you know. I'm a John. <laughs> well, I am, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. Happy name day, Jack. Sort of halfway it's name kinda, day. Kind of I'm a Paul. A, uh, yeah. Hey, that's there right. Between go. the two of you, we have a name day. There you go. <laughs> we should get donuts or something. <laughs> there was a donut guy in the yeah. hall when I... Um, came this morning. Incidentally, what's with that shirt you're wearing? She, Doreen has a shirt on with, uh, it looks like some artwork, and it says, Courage, Dear Heart. Yes, today is the birthday of a friend, Karen Worth. And Karen is celebrating her birthday, but uh, her cousin and sisters and mom put together a design for a shirt to be worn on Thursdays for the next couple of months. Um, because Karen is undergoing cancer treatment, and she receives her treatments on Thursday. But it's her birthday today, and this is 
kind of the debut of the shirt. And the artwork is Karen's own artwork. She's an um, incredible artist. And so I'd just like to invite everybody to say Hail Mary for Karen today for her birthday and for all those who are undergoing cancer treatment. Happy birthday, Karen. Happy birthday, Karen. And yes, this is the radio debut of the, uh, the Courage Dear Heart uh, sweatshirt for Karen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, um, Father... Yes. Father Paul Dukesher is here, and he's the pastor at uh, St. Zan and Joachim here in Fargo. And, uh, well, you've got an interesting topic to help us with this morning. It's going to be a pretty good discussion. It says, uh, uh, are we called to love those who disagree with us? And uh, I guess the, the, the more extensive introduction to the topic is, how do we tone down the hate, love our neighbors and those who disagree with us, showing mercy for others, and supporting our priests. And uh, Lord knows for anybody who's uh, on Facebook or Twitter, you know, that's a pretty dark place out there. There's a lot of anger, a lot of anger. But anyway, do you want to, you know, kind of introduce yourself a little bit further, Father, than just the minimal that I've given so far? Well, I am Father Paul Dukstra. I'm the pastor of St. Santa Joachim. I'm a Fargo native, grew up in the north side of Holy Spirit Parish, and I've been a priest 31 years now. Hard to believe. And, um, well, 30 and a half going on. My, I'm in my 31st year. Yeah, but who's counting? I was a fine young priest at one point. It's amazing to me. As a matter of fact, I'm 58, which when I was thinking about it today, Pope John Paul, he was elected Pope, was 58. I'm the same age he was when he was elected Pope. Unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> what a difference. <laughs> Two different persons are. Anyway, but, um, yeah, the... Uh, Loving our neighbor. You know, of course we know we're supposed to do it. It's all over the Gospels. The problem with this whole idea of loving our neighbor is that it can be a very abstract concept. What I mean by that, it can be very spiritualized, it can be very intangible. We all know we're supposed to love our neighbor, but you have to bring it down to some very concrete actions. And it isn't just a matter of doing good deeds and smiling as you pass on the sidewalk. And... Um, I want to think about some particular things that come to us in 2020. Now, 30 years ago when I was ordained, none of this would have applied because it wasn't around yet. But I want to throw this out for, for all of us to think about. And I, you know, it's like we're all trying, but this is for your average Catholic, your average follower of Christ. I'm not talking about people who are in grave sin here. I suppose you could be. I'm talking about your average person who goes to Mass, says their prayers, does their duties, etc., etc. And there's still occasions where we are not living that commandment the way we could. Because I think what happens is, in 2020, there are things going on that we don't recognize as something that's intrinsically wrong or just unhealthy in how we're approaching living with others, and loving, as Christ would have us do. So the first one, I, I just have a couple of ideas here. The first is, and you know, I just, I come to this in all honesty uh, through my own experience and through a lot of confessions, a lot of thinking about what's going on in people's minds right now and all this kind of stuff. And I guess the first thing I would say is this, and I'm talking to everybody out there now, too many of us are letting negative waves 
I'll say negative waves, in their minds and hearts about other people. We're letting these negative waves in. We've got to stop it. You know, it's, 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 it's going to be almost impossible for us to love our neighbor if our insides are full of negativity to begin with. And we're literally allowing this negativity in. And we don't think of it as a bad thing necessarily. You might not think of it. It's poisoning us. And you mentioned it, Jack, to a certain degree. Um, the biggest single uh, source of this is all this stuff through the media and through social media, which is not, there's nothing wrong with media and social media intrinsically, but it's just become, there's so much negativity in the news, in the newspapers, on Facebook, on Twitter, on the internet, websites, people comment on certain things. It's just, it's almost, there's so much negativity. And the problem is we get sucked into that stuff. And we might think that we're actually just kind of, I just want to see what people are saying. Okay, fine. But every time you keep allowing that stuff in, whether it's through your ears or through your eyes as you read it, it just poisons a person on the inside, slow but sure, slow but sure. It isn't this huge deal. And I'm not going to say that in any one of those occasions, it's a mortal sin. But when a person day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, keeps looking at this stuff, reading this stuff, hearing this stuff, pondering, even if, it, if, even if they start out themselves saying, well, I don't agree with it, it's just, it's going to, it's going to get, it's going to cause a negative reaction on the inside. And when we, get, when we get that negativity on the inside, when that poison begins to spread through our system, little by little, um, it's going to be hard to love our neighbor because we're going to look at everybody around us as a person who is potentially someone that can offend me, that I'm not going to be able to respond to them because I don't, I'm not able to love them the way I should. Or if I do respond to them, it's going to be in a negative way. There's just all kinds of interior judgments. You know, even with this, with what's going on with the coronavirus, we're, we're isolating a lot. You know, we aren't spending as much time with each other, if you want to say it like that. We're, we're, I, and that, okay, fine. But the fact is, there's still a whole, an entire interior life going on inside of us. And maybe that isolation is allowing us to fill ourselves more and more with all this negativity. We have more time now, let's say. And people are getting frustrated. They're getting, they're, they're getting, they're anxious. They're upset. There's a lot of anger out there. And a lot of it comes because we have to watch the news 20 times a day. We have to look at our Facebook account 30 times a day. We have to read all the comments over and over and over again. And they're, to the most part, they're negative. And that just is not a healthy way to live. So it's like when, you, when the Lord says, love your neighbor, it sounds like it should be so easy. How we're making it so much harder. When I have a heart that's full of negativity, it's going to be hard for me to love my neighbor the way I should. I'm always going to have something going on underneath. Even if I smile on the outside, even if I might say a nice word on the outside, it's going to be hard for me to really love them from the inside when my heart isn't healthy. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Father, as you're talking, I was thinking about how I'll catch myself thinking public figures are fair game to not love. And that is such a false thing. Mm -hmm. You know, 
these public figures, it's almost like they become dehumanized. Exactly. In a way. Could you speak a little bit about that? Well, yeah. I mean, it's just, again, it's, just, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, um, an offshoot of what I was saying in terms of you're exactly right. Public figures, whether you like them or not personally, or whether you like their policies or not, I'll say, you know, we like to demonize them. You know, somebody's demonizing them. It doesn't matter what side they're on. There's always going to be somebody demonizing them. And if we allow, if we let that demonization get inside of us, again, I just, it's almost like, I'm not saying stick your head in the sand like an ostrich and not do anything, but it's like, we don't need to read all the comments. We don't need to watch the news for three hours. We don't need to look at Facebook for, you know, over and over and over. We don't need to refresh our internet site to see the latest news over and over because it's always, it's just going to be, it's just piles on. And even if it is, you know, St. Paul would say in the scriptures, we're supposed to pray for our, our uh, authority figures, you know, whether we like them or not. We were supposed to pray for them. And that's loving your neighbor. Pray for those who persecute you. Pray for those who are your enemies. But see, we don't even think of it like that. We're so, we can become so negativized, I'll use that word, that we don't even consider praying for people who we don't agree with, who we don't, uh, even don't like, because we've just, we're so filled with that negativity. The last thing we want to do is pray for them. Sometimes in the confessional, I'll give a penance praying, you know, they'll con- people will confess that they've, you know, They've not acted a certain way towards somebody or somebody, they're having troubles. And I'll always, for their penance, pray for them. And it always, that strikes a lot of people as like, well, I don't want to pray for them. <laughs> well, that would be a great penance then. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what Christianity is all about. And so we have to have that positivity. I don't want to sound like the age of Aquarius here. <laughs> but we need a positivity on the inside. And it's hard enough in a fallen world. And when we just uh, avalanche ourselves with all this stuff that, and we allow it, we let it in, then how, how are we surprised that we're not able to yeah. love our neighbor the way we should? Well, it's interesting you say we let it in, and then earlier you were saying, um, talking about how we have to access, you know, Facebook. We have to go take a look, see what's happening on Twitter. You know, there is kind of a, an addictive uh, kind of aspect to that, uh, to social media, you know, and I've kind of experienced it myself when I'm you know, I'll pick it up because my phone is so accessible as opposed to why don't I pick up a book because when I do look on, on social media, Facebook in particular, I get angry a lot just because of the negativity, if you will. So uh, with that, we're, we're just going to take a quick break here. I'd like to remind our listeners, you're listening to Real Presence Live. And uh, I'm Jack Canelli and my wife, Doreen, and we are the host today. Right now, we're having a discussion with Father Paul Dukscher. And uh, we will um, stay with us, and we will continue our discussion after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. 
It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. As a working mother, I was thrilled to learn about the University of Mary's new online Catholic-infused graduate programs that truly work around my schedule. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Okay, welcome back to some more interesting and uplifting discussion, as the uh, introducer just uh, mentioned there, with Father Paul Dukesher today. And uh, I'm Jack Kennelly, and with me is my wife, Doreen. We, we are your hosts for today, and uh, we've been talking about um, loving those who with whom we disagree. And uh, Father, you want to pick up from where we left off? Yeah, I guess in the last segment I was talking, I, my main point, of course, was to stop letting in all this negativity uh, because it poisons us from the inside out, and it's going to be it's just to make it harder for us to love. And I want to I want to keep on one more idea of stopping, but this is more of a that that was stopping letting in stuff. What I'm going to talk about now is stopping sending out stuff. It's two sides of the same coin, I suppose you could say. But you know, not only do we let in all this stuff that's negative, sometimes we send it out. And, that, and of course, this is again through things like media, email and, and text and, and Facebook, you know. It's so, it's, it's so easy to respond. And then we, we either send out our own negativity or we forward negativity that's been already given to us. We just forward it. And, you know, it might seem relatively innocuous once in a while, um, but, you know, it's like, first of all, whenever time you, you send out stuff, that's an, act of, that's an act of your will to do something. And if, it, if there's a negative aspect, even a sinful aspect to it, obviously, that's not Christ-like. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt your neighbor. It's going to hurt that person, whether you like them or not. It's, it, det, we, what are the old words? Detraction and calumny, or you know, I never make those distinctions very well. Calumny is a good one, and I think that's something we should be aware of. And I, that's one where you say a, tr- a truthful thing about someone, but it is damaging to them. Yes. And the problem with that is, 
you know, you send that out to one person, if they forward it and they forward it, I mean, it kind of multiplies by right. itself. Anyway, I'm you digressing. Know, sorry. No, that's, no, that's actually very good because you're right. Actually, what I, and I, I'm so um, illiterate when it comes to uh, a lot of this technological stuff. About a year ago, I, uh, someone wrote me an email and I responded to them. And um, it, was a, it was a quasi-confrontational email. And I thought about it for a few days, and I thought I, wrote a, I thought I wrote a pretty nice response back. You want to be kind of careful. But I was assuming, this is how naive I am, I was assuming that this email corresponds was between me and that person. And I sent the email out. Later on, I found out through somebody else that my email had been forwarded to all kinds of other people. And, of course, you can take anything and parse and snip it and edit it and, and take something out of context and so I got more negative responses about my email from people who I had no, I would not have written it to that person. I would, this was intended for that. So the point is, is that I, I, I don't write many emails anymore if they're confrontational at all. I just don't send it because I, I, once I send them out, I don't know how far they're going to go. But in the same way, some people send out this negative stuff and they don't really, but it goes all over the place. Well, it isn't just going to go to that one person probably. So you got to be careful because, and then, so you're, and not only might you be sinning in terms of sending out that stuff, but it's being spread all over the place. And that's just, and you're not only are you hurting that person, but you know what, again, and you're poisoning yourself. Every time you send that, you press that button, you send something out that's negative, um, it's like you're hurting, you're, there's a little bit of your heart that's been crushed. Oh, I don't want to sound too melodramatic, but you do that over and over and over, your heart gets hardened. It's the same. So in other words, it's almost like, on the one hand, as I mentioned before, we let this stuff in and it hardens us. And then we send this stuff out and it hardens us. It's, and it's all because of the negativity. Now that doesn't mean you're not, you can't legitimately have a conversation with somebody that can be very negative or you, I might need to talk to somebody or talk to the bishop and be very honest about things, but that's a whole different, we're not talking about that here. We're, well, ta- we're talking about, uh, for lack of a better word, gossip. Mm-hmm. You know? What I think is interesting though, for those private conversations, we do have telephones mm-hmm. and you know sometimes email but then that can be forwarded but it, it seems like when you think of the the more public stuff like facebook uh some of the conversations that go on there it's like it's astounding you yeah. know the, the the people are sending this out there as if no one is listening in right and even with i don't want to be paranoid because i just i want to be careful because but even with phone conversations are they recording this mm-hmm. you got to be careful what you say you know it's, it's, so it's like, um, nowadays, it's like everything you say, and it doesn't mean that the church should shut up when it comes to the truth and the goodness. But to a certain degree, we're allowing, our, and, you know, we're allowing ourselves to not shut up when we, sometimes we should. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to it. And, and you know, and the, the, I would suppose the evil one loves us to spew out, you know, we talk about spewing out coronavirus. We spew out all these other contagions all the time. And see, again... Going back to the topic, if I'm doing that kind of stuff, then how am I going to love? It's like when I just see people, how am I going to love them? I just have a negative heart. It's going to be harder for me to love them. So I guess, so you take these ideas, stop letting this bad stuff in, stop sending this bad stuff out. I guess if I wanted to put it in a positive way, 
And I, you know, everybody has to do their own circumstances. I understand this, but we got to live more of a quiet life. And what I mean by a quiet life, I'm not talking necessarily about decibel level, but we got to be, we got to have this interior life that's more quiet on the inside. I know when negativity gets on me on the inside, I get, I get noisy. I'll call it noisy. Mm. I get frazzled and angry and upset and the blood begins to move and all. And that, I'll call that noisy. And that's not a, a maybe, a, maybe a, from our Lord's, a peaceful life. And a lot of peace comes from not letting this negative junk in and not sending this negative junk out. Just living more of a quiet life in that respect. You know, there's a, uh, it, it's very, it, it doesn't mean you can't be gregarious. It doesn't mean you can't be yourself. It doesn't mean you can't be fun loving. We're supposed to have a lot of fun, even in a fallen world. But to live that interior life. And right now, we're letting the exterior stuff get inside of us and really messing up our interior life. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it gets to the point where, and I've run into this too, just because of my negativity, everybody I see, whether I talk to them or not, just like I always end up looking for something or finding something to criticize them about in my, in my mind. Oh, look at that person's hair <laughs> or, or that particular piercing or why are they doing that or why do they look like why You know what I mean? Why do they wear that hat when they're inside and all this, you know? So it's like, it's like and so it's like my, my first response because I've been so uh, poisoned, is I almost, my first response to a lot of people is always a ne- negativity. I have to overcome that and say, okay, now, come on. But it, would it be better, would it not be better if I could just be more positive to begin with? And I'm not trying to live an uh, unrealistic life. I just want to, I don't like the idea of always being negative about people. And that's not able to love them then. Mm-hmm. Father, as you're talking, and when you give the example of that email that was sent on, you know, it made me think about how you know, we're created for a relationship. And when we do things like that, like send on the email or these negative comments, it destroys the trust that we need. Mm-hmm. And trust is essential for relationships. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just, again, it's how, how can you love that person? And so, you know, loving your neighbor, you know, we know Jesus doesn't mean you need to feel good about him. That's not what it's about. We're supposed to love everybody. You do the good, loving, doing the good by them, willing the good for them. That's how you love your neighbor. And so when, I, when, I'm, when I'm not healthy on the inside because of all this other stuff I've allowed in or I've t- uh, brought out myself, it's like, I, it's, just, it's, not, it's not a matter of willing the good for them. It's almost like I'm always trying to tear people down or looking for something mm-hmm. to tear down or, or hoping I'm seeing something. And again, it's like what you mentioned, Jack. It's like, why am I checking the same website a half hour later? Is this, as if the news is different, you know? I remember when I was in college, Back in the day. Are soap operas still around? <laughs> yes, I, I, I think they, they are. are. I, I remember in college, I used to watch soap operas once in a while in between classes. Well, it was Young and the Restless, I think it was. Whatever. Anyway, you could, you could skip a soap opera uh, for two weeks and you wouldn't have really missed anything. You could pull, you could get right back into the thing. You know what I mean? Oh, yes, you know I remember. What I mean? And in the same way, you could skip the news. I was gone for a week this last week. You skip the news for a whole week, you come back, it's really not, nothing different. But then we check it 20 times a day. And it just reinforces, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> we all can't wait till the election's over, I'm sure. <laughs> but then why are we reading about the election 40 times a day? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know who I'm going to vote for. You know, I know the policies. I know what's going on as far as I think. Now, do I need to watch the debate? Well, fine. If you want to, fine. But my goodness, you have to be realistic about what is that doing to me? And how am I going to be passing that on? And that's going to be part of loving my neighbor. Well, 
John Prine, one of my favorite songwriters who just died this last year, had a song, and basically it was, you know, blow up your TV, throw away your paper. This, this was before, you <laughs> yeah. know, social media. And we did that. Uh, after the 2012 election, I said to Doreen, I don't want to go through another presidential campaign having listening, watching ads. And so we've not really had, other than, you know, watching Netflix or Amazon right. movies, uh, we don't have the TVs or nothing. And interiorly, I'm a lot happier person. Yeah. You know, but now I, because of work, I had to get on Facebook uh, several months ago. And I feel that, you know, have to look at it sort of thing. And it's not necessarily always work related, you know. And so, in a way, I'm kind of looking forward to the day when I get to say, um, I'm done with that. Yeah. But you're right, Father. It, tra- it trains our brains to look for negativity. Right, yeah. exactly. That's a good way of putting it. It does. It trains our brains to mm-hmm. look. And that's just an unhealthy way of living, and it doesn't allow us to love. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think sometimes you have to sit back and just think for a minute. Am I going to be happy if I go back on and take a look at my Facebook again? Right. You know, or should I just, you know... Uh, and see, I would have no doubt that if people are listening to this, they might they might jump to a conclusion. Well, Father Duksha wants us just to be ignorant. He doesn't want us to read anything, and it's you know, and I put our head in the sand. And that's not what I'm saying. See, and so the thing is, is we can, yeah, there's we should know what's going on in the world. You we know. should keep up, and we we can use Facebook and we can use the internet. We can watch the news, but there's a limit, you know. And I'm just thinking it affects. Getting back to the topic, it affects how we love our neighbor. That's what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, we're, Father, before you go, could you give us a very quick blessing? I'm sorry, we're kind of rushing this year. No we're coming problem. up on our break. No problem. Through the prayers of St. John Paul II, may we open wide the doors for Christ. And that means to love our neighbor. May Almighty God bless all of you who are hearing this, listening. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. Thanks a lot, Father, for coming in today. And up next... Is there more than one way to evangelize? And uh, stay tuned. We'll be discussing this with uh, Stella Jeffrey. So stay with us. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 